Morning, Caroline. And how are you doing in this lockdown oh, number morning, two? Cold. I'm, I'm fine, thank you. I'm, I'm getting used to being a hermit now. But um, even with all these new restrictions, we've, we haven't been standing still, have we? So who have you got lined up to talk to us today? Today we are talking to our good friend Paul Jepson. He is new business analyst at Oriental Motor. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, good morning. Hello, Hi Nicole. There. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Paul. We're still discussing automation, but we can't get away from COVID. So you're looking at the benefits today that automation brings to the laboratory industry. Yes, that's right. Um, I think our theme this time is how automation benefits the laboratory industry for scientific and medical applications, which, as you said, is something very relevant at the moment with the uh, the ongoing COVID-19 situation. Um, unlike the previous podcast where we were talking about food automation, we went through a process from start to finish. I think in this uh, in this case, we'll talk about a few different applications um, uh, as of themselves, as it were, and uh, and, and how particular uh, motors and automation machinery uh, helps those areas. Why are they so popular? So, yes, indeed, what kind of motor to use for these sort of applications? Well, you can't use AC induction motors. They're too big and they don't really have any positional control at all. And in a similar vein, you can't use brushless DC motors for a lot of these applications either. Um, we talked about those quite a lot in the previous podcast in the in relation to the food industry. Um, but for the uh, laboratory industry, they, they're not really um, suitable, despite having excellent speed and torque control. And... Um, so that leaves us with servo motors and stepper motors. Um, both are used for precision applications in themselves, and both are used to drive uh, actuators of various kinds used in several different industries and used a lot in the laboratory industry. So I've mentioned before that Oriental Motor are specialists in stepper motors rather than servo motors. Uh, we do make servo motors and they're very good quality, but we've got a very, very wide range of servo motors. Um, one of the reasons that we've done that is that uh, servo motors are very, very widely used and there are a lot of manufacturers of servo motors and they are excellent motors, all singing, all dancing, high speed, high torque with positional control, but they are very expensive. And if you only require the positional control rather than the high speed and high torque as well, then stepper motors can be a very, very good solution um, for, um, for that kind of application. And there are other benefits as well um, of using a stepper motor for these sorts of things instead of a servo motor. In a previous podcast, I touched on the fact that servo motors uh, need to be tuned for their environment. Um, they can be affected by things like vibration and uh, temperature changes and humidity changes, which uh, stepper motors don't. Plus, there is also the fact that servo motors, because they have got such a wide range of abilities, are generally rather expensive. Um, these uh, stepper motors, in comparison, um, can be a very affordable alternative that are uh, very suitable for some of these applications. So, OK, so, I mean, there's one of the most common pieces of equipment in the industry, the motorised linear stages and the XY tables. Could you tell us a bit more about that, Paul? Just interested to hear a bit more about that from you, please. 
Yes, of course, yeah. Um, these are not something that is um, only used in the laboratory industry. A, a lot of industries and a lot of machines um, in, in, in various different applications use linear stages and use XY tables. Um, but for the laboratory industry, um, they need to be remarkably precise, um, probably far more so than most other industries. Um, what are they themselves? They're basically a flat bed. Um, and they are used to move objects around in a precise manner, um, usually driven by a ball screw or some kind of linear actuator. And, it, and why are they so, so popular for, you know, in this area? Um, basically, because so many applications in the laboratory industry require something to be moved very precisely. Um, sampling systems of various types, testing systems, visual recognition systems. There are thousands of different machines for different purposes being used out there, and a huge number of them involve a moving stage of some variety. The really key feature of these stages for the laboratory industry is the ability to move in a very precise controlled fashion, very slowly and with minimal vibration. Um, all of which can, can cause issues with, uh, with testing equipment. Um, some of our own microlinear actuators, for example, are accurate to 0.003 millimetres, which is three thousandths of a millimetre. That's um, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's pretty precise. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. <laughs> so, but those those are used quite quite a lot for X Y stages of this uh, of this sort of thing. So, there's quite a high specification list there, Paul. So, what motors are used in, say, sampling, dosing, and testing functions? Well, with our customer base, they're generally using stepper motors. Um, depending on the application, they may be using a open loop stepper for something like an XY stage. Um, and with our CVK series, for example, we have got some really industry leading low vibration levels. Um, that's achieved through um, something called micro stepping. And a lot of people would be aware of micro-stepping these days. It's, uh, it's something which has come into the industry uh, quite a lot. Um, but we've got some proprietary control in there, which gives up to 250,000 steps per revolution with, uh, with micro-stepping. So the vibration level is absolutely minimal. On, uh, on the other side of things, it would be our closed-loop AZ series of stepper motors, um, because they have absolutely fantastic positional control. Um, Moving on, talking about stepper motors, they're used a lot in fluid control, which is another very common area in this industry for sampling, dosing and testing. Um, stepper motors are actually already quite well known in the area of fluid control for industrial applications. Um, you may have heard of something called uh, parastaltic pumps. Um, they're sometimes called roller pumps. Um, they've used stepper motors for a lot of years. Um, basically, you have a flexible hose in a circular housing which, uh, which holds the fluid and the motor drives rollers over the hose to push the fluid through it. So why would you want to use this process rather than a traditional pump where the fluid passes through the pump itself? Well, because in a parastaltic pump, the fluid never actually touches the components of the pump mechanism. Those rollers are actually outside of the hose. Um, so the fluids stay safely within the tube. 
this is useful when moving aggressive or dangerous fluids, um, but it's also very useful where you want the fluid to stay protected from the outside world and sterile, such as kidney dialysis machines. Um, a common industrial use is for dosing applications, which may use a, a peristaltic pump, but if you need something to be more accurate, you would use something like a screw system to drive a syringe-type dosing system to precisely dispense glue, for example, um, is, uh, is, is quite a common one in, um, in manufacturing. Um, laboratory applications, however, often require far greater accuracy than those examples. So, I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of detail there. I thought the, uh, certainly with the food processing applications, I thought there was a lot, but I imagine with medical and laboratory, it's going to be even, well, it's a different version of, but similarly accurate. I mean, what sort of customers are using these motors at the moment, Paul? There's a few that spring to mind for me, but what sort of customers mm. are currently using these motors in your experience at Oriental Motor? Well, it's going to be primarily companies that are manufacturing equipment for use in these scientific applications. Um, so just to give you an example of why this is important, um, one of our customers manufactures dosing systems for research drugs. Now, these research drugs are often in developmental stages, and they can be extremely expensive as a result. A, a lot of time, effort and resource has been put into, into making these things. So some of them can get to over £10,000 per gram of material. Wow. So you obviously you, you need to be quite controlled in that side of things, but not only because of the cost, but because of also the precise dosing and measuring for the tests that you're doing. So just to put that into perspective, um, we said that was £10,000 a gram. One gram of 24 karat gold is currently approximately £50. Or, well, if you want to look at a comparable fluid, um, the most expensive bottle of champagne ever sold sold for about £1.58 million. Pounds, what? Which, <laughs> yep, <laughs> which, uh, which works out to approximately £2,200 per milliliter. Um, a milliliter is there or thereabouts a gram. So the most expensive champagne ever sold is still only about one-fifth the price drop for drop as some of these research drugs. So you can imagine exactly how, uh, how controlled they need to be. So you need a remarkably precise flow rate to handle such things. Mm. Um, another of our customers, a uh, different customer, um, manufactures um, fluid control systems. And these fluid control systems um, are made with a stepper motor and a damper to, to smooth the motion even more. And these systems are capable of um, incredibly precise control down to 10 nanoliters, which is about 10 millionths of a milliliter per minute. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic what can be achieved. So, so with this level of control um, and, and the precision that, that's needed, where does the motor control software and the communication systems fit into all of this? Okay, um, that's a really good point. So we, we've touched a lot here on on how important it is to have sophisticated um, motors to to achieve these kind of um, 
applications uh, in the right way, but you really do need to have the software behind it. Um, and the reason for that is to have accurate repeatability. Um, so if you're testing many, many samples, for example, um, you, you need to, to have the movement um, be precise and accurate and follow a preset program. So one side of things is going to be your data setting software. Now, the data setting software can be used to um, set up the actual motion itself, um, and the motion will consist of a, an end destination, the speed you wish the, um, the stage to travel, um, the acceleration rate and deceleration rate if you need to go down that route because uh, you wouldn't want to have the movement too jerky or fast and potentially have something spill or tip. Um, and uh, again, vibration is, uh, is quite a key point there as well. Um, so you, you can get down to a really quite accurate level. Um, our um, data setting software even incorporates an oscilloscope type function, so you can literally read off any um, very low level electrical noise and vibration, so you can really, really calibrate these things very tightly. Um, on top of the actual data setting software itself, uh, you've probably heard the terms of Industry 4.0 and the Internet of Things. Um, they, they've been bouncing around our industry for a little while now. And what that really means is the ability to remote monitor and remote control um, what's going on with your application. So with regards to, to all of that side of things, it means you can remotely monitor what's happening with your scientific machine. Um, this can be done through various different protocols such as Modbus RTU, Ethernet IP, EtherCAT, um, and uh, these, are, these are really brilliant um, systems to be able to, re to read what's happening with your hardware um, from a remote station. Well, that's great. So uh, thank you. I I know I didn't appreciate just how many component parts there are, and and the complexity of the software and communication systems that uh, that save lives as they do, and how important it is. So, if people want to find out more about this pool specifically, what what would you say to people that are listening to this, and certainly in these sectors that are very, you know, as they always are, incredibly important at the moment? How could people Best, is it best to give you a call? Is it best to go on your website? What's the best thing for them to get more information about this and what Oriental Motor can do to help? You can absolutely contact us. You can either find us on our website, you can drop us an email, um, the contact information's online, or you can give us a call. Um, and one of the things that we are very happy to do is a motor sizing and selection service. So if you have an application and you, you need a little bit of help and guidance to, um, to, to get it set up and designed in, um, that's something that we, uh, we're more than happy to look at for you. Um, and that's not something we charge for either. So, you know, you can, we're always happy to, to talk over any kind of application. So if someone listened to this podcast and thought, oh, that's, that's an area that I, did, I didn't even realise that I could talk to Oriental Motor about, that there's mm. these precise things, then they can basically call you up, have a chat with you about it, totally just an, on an advisory basis and find out a bit more information and then potentially get everything they need from you. That's absolutely right, yeah. That's amazing. And, I mean, do you get that a lot, just, you know, listening to 
what you've said today, which is so fascinating. There's a lot of information that I'm sure sometimes people don't even know what they need until they actually get to speak to you, do they? They they probably they've got the application in mind, but there's so much detail there. I mean, I know Caroline knows this stuff inside out because she's been writing about it for years. But some someone like me who probably wouldn't be your exact target customer, but um, you know, someone that's interested in finding out. A, a, what they need uh, I imagine a conversation needs to start first doesn't it before anything yes of course and there's always a few different ways to achieve something so depending on exactly what you're trying to do in your application you may be better suited to a pre-built actuator or you may be better suited to putting one together yourself um, it really does depend on what exactly you're trying to achieve but um, but yes you're absolutely right We're, we it's it's our, our daily bread and butter if you will that's what we do um, most of the time we're a lot more consultative than people might think yeah um, and um, we're always very happy to talk over an application and and help somebody design the right product in. And once that product, say that someone called up and had a chat with you about it and was interested in a certain application, but it was quite, I mean, there's, there's complex areas to this, aren't there? Very complex mm. areas. Um, there's obviously different price structures, components, applications, All I mean, different motors. There's so much that we've covered here. Would you then sort of handhold those customers throughout that process? and? Um, because there, there can't be one size fits all in these, these situations, Paul, I imagine. Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, so once we've helped you with the, the, the front end design, um, we're always going to be on hand if you need help during the commissioning stages. Um, you know, we, we don't just sell you the motor or sell you the actuator and, uh, and leave you to it. We'll, we'll help you with our software setup. We'll help you to calibrate things. Um, and uh, I mean, it certainly wouldn't be uncommon in, in pre-COVID times to, to come and visit a customer's site and help them commission it there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, although, of course, at the moment, we're having to do that a little bit more remotely. Um, but we're, we're getting better at that. <laughs> so, but no, it's, uh, it's something that we, we absolutely are there to, to help our customers um, with things moving forward. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a key part of what we do. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is That Engineering Chat Podcast, Chatty Hatter's engineering podcast created to talk to leaders in the electronics and manufacturing industries. Today, we were talking to Paul Jepson from Oriental Motor. If you want to speak to Paul about anything that we've covered today, please pick up the phone and give him a call. He's on 01256 347 090, or you can reach him at your normal www.oriental-motor.co.uk for more information about these um, fascinating things we've covered today so to hear the latest and other that engineering chats make sure you subscribe at apple or spotify and if you have topics that you would like to see covered or be part of this conversation as a guest please contact us by email hello at chattyhatter.com or visit us chattyhatter.com and thank you for listening today and thank you to my co-host caroline it's goodbye from me caroline